0: Happy, happy Leap Day. Thanks for being with us. Kyle Draper is not with us yet. Jay may know a little more than I do. I know Drape's um, nothing he could do. The team was kind of late, later than than he expected, leaving Denver. So, Jay, is there a chance he's with us later today? Or are we just kind of waiting to hear when uh, when we hear from
1: him? Yeah, last time I spoke to him was probably about 15 minutes ago or so ago, and he is uh they just landed, so he's oh, okay. probably looking at about an hour, probably three o'clock for us.
0: All right, yeah. So he's not dodging having to talk about the Kings after that. No, loss, no, right? no, no. I think
1: he, I uh, think he's excited to talk about the Kings. To be honest. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see. According to him, they're landed. They are in Minneapolis, and uh, well, you know he's on the on the team bus, and they're going to practice straight to practice, and then uh, they'll be dropped off at the hotel.
0: Okay. All right. So we should be hearing from Drapes. Uh, we'll just. We'll just have to wait and see when. Uh, Jay, by the way, just helped me fill in the blanks there. We were just talking on the crossover about leap day and the NBA head coaches who can still dunk. Because we talked about this on our show last week, and I couldn't remember all of them. And Jay Jay had most of them. Jamal Mosley and, let's see, Ime Udoka, Darvin Ham, Monty Williams are among the current coaches who can still dunk. And I'm not even sure now, as I look at the piece on ESPN, that may not be a complete list. There might be a few others. Yeah. I thought um, Willie
1: green was a part of that last time we looked, Cause I, I thought you said it was five. There was a handful of guys and uh, Willie green was one of those five.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could you ever come close to Duncan?
1: Yeah, I actually did. Really? I, uh, and you know, what's bananas is probably my eighth to ninth grade, which sounds crazy. was, was, the best time i had then after that i just really dedicated most of my time to baseball so basketball stopped you know becoming a a, a number two sport for me at that time Uh uh-huh but uh i almost got close my my freshman year really yeah i i went for it i was like forget it i'm 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 about to dunk on this guy, man.
0: You mean like in a game? Yeah,
1: they were getting on my nerves, man. It was just one of them <laughs> things where you know a lot of folks was talking a little mess, and yeah. you know I said I oh, forget it. I tried to go get it, man. I my problem is I couldn't palm the ball. My hands aren't big enough, so I was one of those guys it's like I got a two
0: hand. Yeah. yeah,
1: I have to throw it up. I'm like spud web and all them You know, <laughs> throw it up and let me go get it. You can't do that in the game, so didn't make sense, but. Don't don't get it twisted. I tried, Whitey.
0: Yeah, I never came close. There used to be, I forget where it was around here, there was like nine-foot baskets, and I'd go out. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, and that was fun. Then it's like, yeah, Go yeah. get it. But other, the real, you know, it just wasn't my game. Never came close. You never, never had
1: the adjustable rims? Like, no one oh, yeah. in, a, in a neighborhood? Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then in our garage in Vallejo, you know, the ceiling was not high, so the basket was really low. And then I was like, yeah, Throw it down! You know, it's like, I don't know, seven feet or whatever it was. Now, that's
1: cheating, man. See, that's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, I know, but that's you couldn't put it any higher. Makes you
1: feel good. Yeah, Yeah, it's time.
0: But then there comes a time, or at least there did for me, when I realized, all right, that's just, uh, it's not my game. Do you have a favorite Kings dunker? And maybe not, but anybody... We, That's a know, good
1: question. Like in game or just all the way around? Or yeah, yeah. Mm. Gerald Wallace
0: gets mentioned a lot, and we were talking about Spud. Spud wasn't a king when he was in the dunk contest, no, but he was a incredible Hawk. dunker. Let me think about that favorite king's dunker. There's not a lot of. Ones I guess that come you got to right go up.
1: Vince, just based on. You know, yes, yes, who he is and what he's done, and I mean, he was incredible at one point in time.
0: Yeah, by the time he got here, he was like me in high school. It's like, nah, yeah, that just wasn't part of. His yeah, he game. was a
1: shooter. Yeah, he, you know, he developed to a long distance shooter. You know, actually, too, man, I've had opportunity to uh have interactions with with Vince on different multiple occasions. I'm in Tahoe. I helped him out a, a few times, and. Vince is one of the nicest. It just popped in my mind. I want to make sure I get Vince is one of the nicest cats you would ever meet to be in the stature that he's at. You know, I've probably had, I've probably been around Vince like 10 times and, you know, like I said, done some work with him and everything. Super nice, man.
0: You're not the first person who's told me that. I know Ryan Hollins, who was here, Mm -hmm. yeah, I believe he was on the Kings with Vince Carter and then also Memphis with Vince Carter. And he just like swears by him. He's like the greatest guy.
1: Super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice, man. Especially when. You know, because of who he is, like, I mean, it's Vince Carter, one of the greatest cats to ever walk on the, uh, you know, basketball NBA Mm -hmm. floor. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I have no doubt about that. I think he's going to be a first ballot guy this year. Um, And uh, I mean, he's just he is what some people have aspired to be. You know, he he, he's a, a goal for a lot of people who play basketball. And so um super nice cat man just yeah i'm like i said i want to make sure we give him his flowers
0: yeah i know we got a lot to get to with the kings besides who the best dunkers are but malik is an incredible dunker malik monk you know there's every so often the the great thing about great dunks is that you don't necessarily expect them you know you're at the watching the slam dunk contest it's like all right wow me with another dunk but sometimes Malik, you know, catching a lob or something, it's like whoa because it catches you by surprise. Yeah. He's a tremendous dunker.
1: Yeah, but I'll spin it back to you. Who's your favorite Kings dunker?
0: Um, Webb had some nice ones, but he wasn't like you couldn't. I don't think you could hold him up as a great dunker. Webb well, was
1: a freight train. Yeah, he was. Uh, at there were a a point times. Dunker. Yeah, absolutely. Like he come through with that, you know, that kind of uh, what that thing? What do we used to call that? The uh, the one handed. It was the uh. Ah, what do we call that dunk? I forgot what it is. I'm looking at a Jordan versus Bird uh-huh. Nintendo game, and uh, we used to call it something, which I can't think offside. Statue of my Liberty. Head. Statue of Liberty. There you it? go. Okay. Come on. There it was. Put it. Put your mind to it. <laughs> and uh, he. One thing about him though is once he got in the air, there was no stopping him. Yeah. You were either getting ran over or you know you were taking it.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is Terry Tyler okay. was. Did uh, you remember Terry Tyler? He was he was here before, before I was here. But yeah. yeah. He was here before I was in Sacramento, but I know he was a king. Mm. I think he signed as a free agent and then he was in the dunk contest. And Kenny Smith was in the dunk contest. Yeah, for the king as Yeah, a king. yeah.
1: Uh, He wasn't for the king. Doug Christie was in the dunk contest at one point in time. Get out of here. Yeah, he tried to kick it over his head. And and I've I've talked to Doug about this a few times. Like, man, why didn't you just go up there and pipe on some, you know, pipe the rim where he was like, Oh, i was trying to be too creative. But yeah, he was in the dunk contest.
0: I think Gerald Wallace was in the dunk contest mm. as a king, and I think Webb came out and like was his. That
1: kind of sounds familiar. Water or yeah. something, but
0: he didn't do very
1: well. I kind of remember, but he was a tremendous. Yeah, veteran. he was power too. Another yeah. cat that was power. I saw Gerald Wallace. Ooh man, I want to say in. Uh, I think he's a he's got to be like three or four years older than me. I have to triple check that, but I want to say I saw him. And uh, this is way going, way back AAU, like mm-hmm. when Adidas was really running in at the time. He was in high school, and I think I was in junior high. And I was like, man, this dude's already got a pro body, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is one like, the big-time camp, Ebo camp in Las Vegas. I get it in, Whitey. Don't let it, don't get twisted, man. I was athletically uh, gifted. I know. I know yeah, you man. must have been. Um, but uh, I just remember playing against him, and I was like, dude, this dude is a
0: man already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otis Thorpe gets a mention. That's a big boy. Yeah, that was going way, way back. Yep. One of the original. Oh, Thorpe! I think one of the original Sacramento Kings. Uh, remember Sean Kemp? His dunks. Sean of course. Kemp it was Come not on, a man. king. I realize, yes, but of course. he was one of the unique blends of speed. He was really fast, and then just once he got the ball, if there was a way you could measure the velocity of a dunk, mm. you know, he'd be way up there because he'd have it, and then look out below. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, he. He's got a lot of victims. Yeah, I mean a lot, and you're talking about power, and you know the one thing about the Rain Man, Sean Kemp, he he kick his legs out, and yeah, you know like he would just go up and dump it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean he would he would cock that thing back. It didn't matter if it was game or not. He was trying to double pump. Yeah, I mean one of the yeah. It question, without looking at his numbers, let's just say for the culture for things he's done. And I know, you know, we don't put guys in the Hall of Fame for that. And with the understanding, you know, he didn't really go to college. There was a lot of juco situation with him. And, you know, he was one of those guys that kind of technically came straight out of high school, so to say. Uh, is, is Sean Kipple a Hall of Famer?
0: Well, I can't look at his numbers. You can't look I, at his I, numbers. Just off the top of your head. I would say no because he hmm. didn't do it long enough. Okay. But that's, again, I'd have to, you know, that's something I'd want to check. But sure. he was at the height of his powers. He was so great. Uh, but then I don't know that he really had that sweet spot for very long and he ended up going to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing about LeBron. How could you – I'm asking the question. I'm not making a statement. How could we say LeBron's not the greatest player ever when he's closing in on 40,000 points? You know, 20,000 points is a great career. He's, like, having two great careers. He, uh, he was great at the peak of his powers, and he stayed there forever. He's still, you know, almost – at the peak of his powers and I you know I think future generations when they look at who's the greatest of all time I think it's going to be easy I think people are going to say it's got to be the LeBron guy look no one came close to doing what he did Am you know, I wrong the,
1: yeah I, I look I can't argue you I would say and you're talking to a person who and this this is almost you know we had this conversation last week or this past week I can't even remember I'm not a Jordan guy I'm not a Jordan is all, you know, he's the the be all end all. Like that's not my type of cup of tea. Um LeBron is there though. He he is he is pretty much if you're don't if you don't say Jordan, I can understand some people could say Kareem depending on your era, but it, it's gotta be LeBron. And the other thing I'm gonna say too, Whitey, that's gonna assist him more than anything. And I think this is what has assisted Michael Jordan is the culture, is the shoe culture and the shoe game. And, you know, the he came around when commercials really blew up. You know, like the golden era is what I like to call He definitely, Jordan was definitely in the golden era of tennis shoes. And so I think that's lifted him up to another level. I think LeBron, the social media is mm-hmm. going to push him to another level. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, he's doing, he's got the movies now. And he, you know, he he's really intertwined himself into entertainment down in Los Angeles. And now, like, with the Undisputed and all that. And then the fact that he is playing over, you know, a couple generations. That's the thing. You know, now you're going to have kids like my daughter and people who are younger now still wanting to be LeBron. Like, the one thing I, I say about Jordan, no one talks about Jordan that's, you know, and it's funny because I don't know if you've seen this. Like, Paul George over the last year it's kind of been a joke, and it hasn't been because a lot of these youngsters are saying, like, Paul George is – one of their favorites or greatest. And oh, it's just was because uh, of the Arabs. Kion, Kion Anthony,
0: Brandon Miller or somebody. Brandon said, Miller yeah,
1: said yeah, that yeah. to Kion and Carmelo son. There was a run of four yeah. or five, you know, <laughs> people who were in the news like, Hey, I love Paul George. That's just my guy. Yeah. But I think that's where LeBron is. He's going to be a, the one up coming soon is he's spanned it over two generations. Easy now. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he's probably going to span to the next, you know, situation, which is, it's going to be hard to be 30 years of lebron man
0: i know i know very much so uh jim garfunkel said Garfinkel, pardon me jim Garfinkel says how can you guys not even be mentioning the high flyer henry turner man, it's a good point that's a good point good point yeah you know, but yeah. i didn't get to see ht like again
1: ht was around when i was a you know i was yeah. 4 years old yeah. so i didn't get to see him
0: mhm um, you had to be at warm-ups because he he didn't get played that much. Sure. He played some. And I'm sure at Fresno State, he was throwing it down. Yeah. Right? It yeah. Where'd he go? You no, know, he didn't want the Fullerton, right? I have to double check. Yeah, I, I think apologize. it was the Fullerton. We got to yeah. get that right. Yeah. we am uh, pretty sure he's,
1: he's down that way. Irvine, Fullerton, something uh-huh. like that. Let's make sure we get HT his proper accreditation.
0: Yeah. the thing Yeah, is, he's a uh, Fullerton. I thought he was. Okay, I apologize. Come on, man. I you know. got me
1: over here second-guessing myself over here. Which I rarely do. That was do. bad.
0: That was bad. I owe him a lot more respect than that. As nice as he is to us, and as much time as he uh, dedicates to our, our shows—not even his shows—they so. say he could go yeah. get it though. Like I've—I've yes. I've yes. seen a
1: couple. Now I have seen a couple of different video packages of HT, especially overseas. You know, he was the man over there. Yeah. Like man.
0: Yeah. He grew up in Martinez. I didn't know that. No,
1: he's from the town. He probably was
0: born that way. You know, town... Wiki says he grew up in Martinez. He's 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 from Oakland. No, he's from the town. All right. Uh, Yeah, the thing about LeBron is there was all that hype. A lot of the hype was created by Michael and everything Michael did, and then LeBron comes in. And look, I'm not... I don't know if I've ever rooted for LeBron in my life, but I'm just looking at it objectively. He exceeded all that, and he still exceeds the hype. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, when he played his first game here, it's like... This is the chosen one. This is the next great player. Let's see what he's got. And he's like, okay. And he's way better than anybody dreamed he'd be.
1: Yeah, better. I I agree. I think the – it's funny you say you never rooted for LeBron. One of the times I can definitely go back is when he played Boston and he single-handedly – carried the heat, what, 61, 63 points? I was rooting for him. I'm like, dude deserves a championship. Like, yeah. get him one, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was the heat. Wasn't the
0: Lakers, Cavs. Didn't I might matter. have rooted for him then because I never yeah. rooted for the Celtics either. That too. Yeah. Me and you both. When we come back, uh, the Kings came up short last night. Should we be alarmed by anything that happened last night? Next, we'll be right back here. It's the Drive Guys on second. Kyle Draper getting settled in Minnesota. Draper should be joining us at some point. They, um... They got out of Denver a little later than he anticipated. So it's Whitey Gleason and uh, Jay Johnson, JJ and Dub G here on Sackdown Sports. We've just been talking about the greatest dunkers of all time on this leap day and the greatest Kings dunkers and appreciate all the feedback here, all the participation. Someone mentioned the Ronnie Price dunk on Carlos Boozer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you had to great dunk. There, was, was Ronnie a good dunker? just in that moment he yeah, was yeah yeah and i happened to be sitting uh, our seats were kind of up from that baseline and that's another one of those ones it was so great because it was so unexpected it's like there's Ronnie Price and ah did you see what he just did so that was tremendous so Drapes will probably have his addition of Drapes takes today can i do one can you give me his music just a real quick oh you want his own squad yeah he okay. he won't like this but he'll have his chance to do his own here oh, calm down like calm down. Take it
1: easy, man. Just take it easy.
0: <laughs> last night, the Kings go into Denver. They didn't have De'Aaron and Fox. The Denver Nuggets were healthy for the first time this year when playing the Kings. Denver Nuggets are the world champions. Denver Nuggets throttled the Kings. Kings had really no realistic chance to win that game last night. So anybody that's getting carried away with, oh, no, the sky is falling after last night, give me a break. It was the Denver Nuggets. The Kings were outclassed last night. That's my drapes takes for today. That's it. That's what happened. I mean, I know we're fans of the team, and you hate to admit defeat, especially when you had a 15-point lead. But Jay, I don't know about you, but to me, it's like, yeah. I mean, there's certainly things you can point to and say the Kings did this well, didn't do that well. But the, the Denver Nuggets are the—they showed why they're world champions last night.
1: Yeah, and I mean, who expected the Kings to sweep the Denver Nuggets four games in a row? you know, four games this season, and we're talking about the world champs, and they were pretty much what we heard from Chris Marlowe yesterday and yeah. uh you guys touched on. They were just about as close as healthy as they have been playing the Kings. KCP was back. Jamal Murray played. You know, I mean, it, loss, you move on. Yes. Let, let's tighten up the belts. Yeah. I almost And it's kind of one of those things, Whitey, where if you looked at the schedule, in the beginning of the season, if you even started in September, once you got, you know, put your X's and your W's on there, you would probably have put an X. You probably would have put a loss.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from some people now calling us or texting us who say, Oh, you're making excuses. There's, there's, there's an NBA reality here, man. And I think we've been, (laughs) I think we've been pretty fair and balanced on the Kings, but let's face it last night, that was that was not your night. And then when Fox isn't playing, good night. The surprise isn't that the Kings blew a fifteen point lead. The surprise is that the Kings had a fifteen point lead at any point in that game. Yeah, I mean,
1: to be completely honest, I and it. it I know a lot of Kings fans don't want to hear this, and I understand. You know, in taking the next step and the next level, I would. I think if you look at the schedule again, I think tomorrow you put a loss right next to the. Really? To, yeah, I mean, it just you don't. You, you don't right. expect to go into Denver, the world champs, I after agree. after you've been beating them three times this season, and you don't expect to go to Minneapolis once you've already beaten them at home and you broke a streak and you know you stopped them like they're they're ready, I, I would imagine. And if they're not, you know, then they're, that's a problem. But we're talking about the number one, number two teams here, almost in the West. Uh, I think Denver's number three to be exact, but you know yeah I I would almost expect another loss tomorrow.
0: You're probably right. I'm trying not to think that way because you look at the standings here and of course it it does start to get very dicey. By the way, last night there was a point in the game the Kings were up might have been like 49 44. there's about five and a half minutes left in the in the half and the Kings had been playing well and monk comes in and the nuggets run an action where they get monk guarding Aaron Gordon and he dunks it, and I thought, wow, that's not a good sign. That looks a lot like what the Heat did to the Kings. I'm wondering here if the Nuggets are on to something. The Nuggets made, including that, they made their next eight shots, including two threes, and then it was like, see you guys. Thanks for for coming.
1: This championship-level basketball. Yeah,
0: and the Kings, meanwhile, their offense broke down. Uh, Their transition defense, they turned the ball over. Transition defense was bad. So that's not to make excuses, but that was a – that was an uphill climb last night. As far as tomorrow, here's the thing, Jay. As you know, in the West right now, the Kings, they're eighth. They're a game out of fifth. They're also, let's see, they're a, two games out of ninth and, a, and two and a half out of tenth. Right. So anything's on the board Absolutely. here.
1: Anything. That, but, you know, this is the thing. It's... We're living in the moment and losing to the Nuggets is, you know, tough loss. But I, as I, I think I thought it was an expected loss, especially I agree. when your best player is not playing. I agree. And then again, if we go back and be honest with ourselves, if we look at the, you know, September, October prior to the season starting, I think most people would have said this was a loss on the schedule. You're going to Denver right before Minneapolis. I think you would want to try to probably go get the, you know, the Timberwolves game, though. Uh, I don't think anybody expected the T-Wolves to be leading the Western Conference at this point. I think most people probably would have chosen, you know, Denver or maybe OKC, Clip or something like that. But um, these two games, and they're not back-to-back, but I call it back-to-back. They're not back-to-back physically day-to-day. Yeah, we got gotcha. you. Consecutive but, um, games? Yeah, yeah, consecutive games. I, I just start going into these two games, it would be almost, and I said this before, and they got to win it. Minnesota prior, but I thought these two games would be two losses, man. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's part of the schedule. You know, the NBA didn't do him no favors. And, you know, I don't know. I think De'Aaron's going to play tomorrow, but without De'Aaron yesterday, I was almost an uphill battle.
0: Yeah, obviously Kyle's not a doctor, but even yesterday on our show, he said, oh, I think he's going to play. So mm-hmm. I think that caught everybody by surprise a little bit, maybe even De'Aaron, because mm-hmm. I know he was out there for warm-ups and decided, nope, can't go. We are hearing – as we did yesterday, as I know uh, Alan and Chris did, we're hearing from some anti-Mike Brown people. It's understandable. Sure. But I just don't understand how right now, with everything going on with this team, people can focus on Mike Brown. He's not perfect, as he admits. I could have done this. I could have done that. could have gotten to zone sooner. But Mike Brown has a chance to take this team to the playoffs for consecutive years. Only one other coach has ever done mm, that with Sacramento Kings. Speak kids. on it. it Adelman's the only one who's done that. So, I know we talk about expectations a lot. To me, if anybody is looking at Mike Brown and going, he's holding this team back. Certainly, you're right, and we respect it, and we enjoy the back and forth. But I think this team's not as good as you think it is if that's the way you're looking at it. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. No, nah, but I, I second your opinion. And I think, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't come to the table and, all you know, really tell the truth and the fact that this team is flawed. There are a few things that this team could add and, you know, I, which is crazy. I saw today, um, you know, a, a lot of people looking for more assistance and looking for help. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's February. It's March almost March yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. You know, um they're not coming. You know, right. It's not coming Whitey. And so, we need to also start to batten down the hatches and, and realize that, um, you know, this is probably minus, you know, barring something, someone getting released. You know, I, a couple of players have been released and, and picked up this week. Someone else just Your got buyouts. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a couple of buyout situations. But I just think it's one of those things where if you thought this team was going Western Conference Finals or Finals. You probably were fooling yourself, and I think that's what you're saying. And look, we're trying to be nice and break it down to you and let you know. Like, look, anything can happen, but I think going against the grain and really believing that is it, you're fooling yourself.
0: Yeah, and I, that's fine. You know, part of being a fan is being delusional of at course. times. But I just don't think the reason I even mentioned is because I don't think it's fair to Mike Brown. I do think it's interesting the last couple nights when you hear his post game comments. And it, there's a kind of a sameness to it. There's no sense uh, that we've heard early in the year from him saying, hey, we better start doing this. It's more of a resigned sense of, boy, the ball wouldn't go in for us. And, boy, they played great. And it's almost like he's recognizing, and I hope I'm wrong, Jay, dear listener, but it's almost like Mike Brown's recognizing, yeah, uh, we're a little bit limited here the rest of the way. So we're just going to have to figure out a way to plod through this mess. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and, you know uh, – Patty Mills was released today, right? Ah, so St. a Mary's. lot of people are clam—yeah, a lot of people are clamoring that uh, you know, Patty Mills is in the building. And so, listen, when you when you're clamoring for Patty Mills, that lets you know, <laughs> you know, where you are when it comes to a talent situation. And uh, the great thing about this is the Kings have enough talent to make a push, you know, a decent run in the playoffs, and. By all means, if they they surprise us and get a little further than I think most of us believe or think they can do, psh, I'm all for it. No one's, you know, turning right. that down.
0: Yeah, they could still end up, I think I said, what, they're a game out of fifth. Yeah. If they're, they're fifth right or sixth, that in and of itself to me, that would be an accomplishment. Um, and then if you're seventh or eighth and you get out of that, that's fine. Just, you know, ninth or tenth, that's why all of a sudden I've got a new level of, Trepidation because if you're ninth or tenth and they're still out of that, they're above that. If you're ninth or tenth, you got to win two to get out of uh, the play-in, and you got to win two games, and then you, you get your your reward for that is playing the one seed, right? Which still, depending on who it is, that that could work out. So that's where I start. You know, the plan all along. I think we've said it's probably a play-in team, maybe not, but probably. Mm-hmm. But then a seven, eight, eight, seven. Now you start looking at nine or ten, and they're not there yet. But that's when it gets to me. It would get really dicey if we get to that
1: point. Yeah, I think they're in the block of the five, six, seven, eight. I think they're right there. Of you know, just mm-hmm. what you you pointed to, a game and a half out, fifth, fifth spot, two and a half out from being you know in that tenth spot. I don't think they're they're a nine, ten, but I I see them five, six, seven, eight. And I think it's gonna flip flop all the way down to the end of the season. And uh I think we're gonna have a little excitement here in Whitey coming down to the end of or middle think, of April, I brother. I think it's coming. Yeah,
0: we were just talking about your guy LeBron. Yes. Last night he had what, nineteen in the fourth quarter, and they I mean, came from twenty one down. So they're ninth now, and the Lakers are thirty two and twenty-eight, and they're two games behind the Kings. And mm. they're coming hard and they the, they play Is it March 6th? Now, hopefully, well, almost certainly, LeBron will reach 40,000 points before he plays the Kings. I'd hate to see it happen against the Kings, but he's close enough now. He should get there before that. But, you know, I know Kyle has said also he's not concerned about the Warriors, which I totally understand. I understand where he's coming from. But uh, but
1: he's also said this, excuse me. He's also said – he doesn't want to play them in a one game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <They laughs> Ser- got, scenario either though.
0: They got the Knicks tonight. The Knicks aren't playing well, and if the Warriors win, you know they they they're they're climbing up your tree a little bit. So it's just a little uncomfortable. It's great to be in a situation again where the games matter and you have things to worry about, like where are they going to be in the playoff picture or the or the even the playing. It's great to have those worries, but right now I think they're they're they are real real concerns. Uh when we come back, the NBA wants to tilt the game back towards the defense a little bit. All right, well, how how would you do that? What do you got? Three three nine eleven forty, one-eight hundred-nine two oh eleven forty. Drive Kyle Draper getting settled in Minnesota where the Kings take on the T Wolves tomorrow. So for the time being, it's Jay and Whitey. And I gotta say this about Jay. Jay has been dying the last couple of days to talk about the uh the grades that in <laughs> NFL players <laughs> gave their franchises. So I think we'll probably be able to get to that today. We just had so much King stuff, but I know that that's uh that's a topic that uh that really has uh piqued your interest.
1: Yes, in. it is close to, I won't say close to my heart, but it's very interesting, man. It's some of these uh grades and overviews, it's almost like what?
0: Yeah, I think there's at least can't, no can't five, even think five teams it. got like an F-minus yes. from the players for various yes. things.
1: Various different reasons. And, you know, the Bengals, like the Bengals, I think they're sitting on a D overall. Overall? Yeah, overall. like they, They're they not v- being treated very well at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the Chiefs didn't have a good, you know, uh, grading. Surprised. Minus, you know, Coach Reed, beyond that, a lot of the things that they were graded on were Ds and Fs.
0: Ownership did not do well. Players there don't like the ownership there yeah, in Kansas well, City. Mr. That Hunt? surprised me. Yeah, yeah. and I was thinking, um, what good do these surveys do, really? But then the more you look into it, I guess last year, for example, Jacksonville, the players let it be known that in the team facility, they had, like, rats everywhere. What? So so that becomes publicized, and now guess what? No more rats. No more infestation. And the, yeah, and Jacksonville's uh, it got higher grades. As they should. From the players, so, yeah, there's some... Uh, there's some real benefit to having it. 49ers did well.
1: Oh, yeah, they did very well. The uh, the two which jumped right off the page, and I sent it to you guys, training staff, yeah, training room, which is something I've been crying and, and hollering and screaming the last four, five, six years. This team – they can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We need to look at the training staff, the mm-hmm. doctors, the the nurse practitioners, everybody <laughs> that's inside the building. Man, they all should be reevaluated and probably do it twice.
0: Let me ask you real quick because this is something people are kicking around. I think it's pretty silly. Zach Wilson has been man, granted stop it. Per- stop it. I'm not Zach Wilson has finish. been granted permission to request a trade. Do you, if you're the 49ers, do you ha- do you even kick the tires? Do you have any interest in Zach Wilson as a backup?
1: Barring the fact that if, if I I would like to go quiet, but because this is radio and it's against the grain and I can't go quiet, I have to answer. But, it, I mean, if we were outside of this or during the break, I wouldn't even respond to you. <laughs> I, no,
0: no, no, yeah. no. There's some odds that have no. them third most likely to get him. The only way it would make any sense is if, Shanahan, there's there's reason to believe they were really interested in him when he came out of BYU. If Shanahan still looks at him and says, "You know that that kid hasn't been coached right," we can we I can fix him. Maybe you'd say, "Look, if no one else wants you, you know, we'll make you our third quarterback, and then we'll, you know, rehab your career." But other than that, they love Brock, and you know mm-hmm. they like Logan Allen. They like mm-hmm. him too.
1: Let me tell you something. More now than ever this off season or not ever but let's just say the last 6 7 years or whatever the one thing you're not going to hear this off season, finally the 49ers quarterback situation mm-hmm. stability has already been placed in the you know in the region of Santa Clara we don't have to talk about that no more right now we're having conversations is is this guy a perennial all pro player Is this guy a top five guy? Is this guy a top 10 guy? Is this someone you can win a Super Bowl with? Gone are the questions now of can this guy be the guy that starts and leads a team? Like, those questions are done. It's stability in San Francisco or Santa Clara, whatever you want to call it. But Mm -hmm. for the 49ers at this point, we we don't have to have those conversations anymore about quarterback. Can this quarterback do this? And is he going to miss this play? Like, that's done. Yeah. The, the, Isn't that refreshing? The narrative is done,
0: yeah. By the way, it's Brandon Allen. I apologize. I yeah. called him Logan Allen. You know I know where you're going. played for the Braves. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's the only way I could see they would have any interest. But you're right. Year after year after year after year after year. What is it? I think uh, the last six years or so, Tim Kalakami wrote about this. The 49ers have had honest-to-goodness quarterback intrigue in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And now, maybe – well, they need a third quarterback. That's about the extent of it. Right. right. Who cares about that? Right. If you right. got
1: to get down to your third QB, you imp- you, you, you're in trouble anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think, as I said, you know, we don't have to go into this off season, uh, you know, with the quarterback question, just like Tim Kawakami of the Athletic is saying, and you just said it's, it's re- it, it very much is refreshing. It's a, it is yeah. a it is great to not to have to talk about the quarterback position for the 49
0: Kyle Shanahan might finally have figured it out. Isn't that incredible? What part? The, what part? he got a quarterback. Oh, okay. <laughs> the quarterback whisperer took yes. him seven years to find a quarterback. I know. I hear you. I also think as far as a third quarterback, you know, like you say, most teams are like, whatever. I think losing that NFC Championship game to Kyle Draper's team when they had no quarterbacks left – I think that left a mark on him and John Lynch. Mm. I think as long as they're involved with teams, 49ers, wherever they go, they're always going to make sure they got a plan B, C, D, E, and F at quarterback. That's a good point. It, I hadn't you know, thought
1: about that. Yeah, because of past history and things that you've I bet been. He still situations. wakes
0: up in the middle of the night. Josh Johnson's in. <laughs> no. <laughs> with a trip to the Super Bowl in yeah, the line. I know,
1: man. Oof. And then
0: Josh Johnson got hurt. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a great position to finally be in for the 49ers. And I and I think we all know, like, Brandon Iyuk is going to be the top, you know, story storyline this offseason. And it's just great that we don't have to talk about quarterback no more. Again, beside the fact of can this guy win a Super Bowl? Like, can this guy, you know, take this team? And I think, you know, his – his play in the Super Bowl wasn't absolutely fantastically like he didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a bad game. And so I think when when you really sit back and look at it, you know, he's going to have the question, well, can he win a Super Bowl? But in your mind, it's like he was right there. He, you know, he was a few minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, we know he can take this team to a Super Bowl and win one. It just didn't fall his way this past time.
0: Even when they lost to the Chiefs the first time, there were some questions about Jimmy G, right? Oh, Emmanuel absolutely. Sanders if yes. he made that throw. Blah yep. blah blah. And none of that. None of that really. If you're because the be way honest, the game played out. Yeah.
1: You know, it wasn't like. I mean, remember as much as, you know. Pat Mahomes got the job done. He was dueling with with Brock Purdy, and of course, he doesn't play each other. But it wasn't like Purdy didn't go down and score. Like he, t- you know, and we all go back to the play where he's wide open and pressure was there. Jawan Jennings was open in the corner. It just didn't happen. But you can't tell me if he didn't have an extra two, you know, a half of a second, mm-hmm. he would have hit. He would have hit Jawan Jennings. And so, um, I don't think those questions are being you know, we're not rising those questions to the table no more because, I mean, he did score on the last couple of drives when he needed to. You know, he did put some points up on the board. Um, And he, you know, despite the fact that Pat Mahomes came through and did what he had to, he was right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was all right there for Brock Perry. He didn't, you know, he didn't give up the, the long drive like the defense did. He did his thing too.
0: Yeah, it took a guy falling from the sky in his lap almost literally, but Kyle Shanahan finally has figured out, we think, the quarterback situation. When we come back, yes, the NBA wanting to tilt the game back towards the defense. How in the world would you do that without ruining everything? Next with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Me when the Kings lose and lose and lose, but as we've been saying here, Drive Guys today, Whitey and Jay, I really don't think you can be too surprised that things went sideways on the Kings last night. Is that making excuses? No! It's being realistic about the team that they faced last night. Of course, at some point, you got to win games if you want to stay out of the play-in, stay out of the last two spots in the play-in, and they got another tough one tomorrow night. And I'm not ready to go where Jay's going yet. And I'm not saying you're wrong, Jay. I'm just not ready to go to the place where you are, which is, if I understand you right, you're in a place where you're thinking a Minnesota game that's another one that uh it's going to be really 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 tough to win and you're probably not going to come out on top of
1: that. One. Yeah, I, I don't I'm expect the, the boys to go there and you know as much as we thought dear, you know our lead guy here in Sacramento was going to be playing and on the floor last night he didn't you just never know what carries over till tomorrow but I don't expect the Kings are going to go uh, into Minnesota and get the wind, and with that being said, won there said, once. Yeah, they have, and hey, look, they can do it again. Um, but I, to take a step back, Whitey, if you would have told me that the Kings would go three and one against the champs of the NBA, man, last night is just uh huh. Ho hum. You just shrug your shoulders and move on.
0: You know when we really should have known that last night was a tall order if we didn't already was when we had the g-man on yeah when kyle asked the g-man about it you know hey are you optimistic and what did he say he said better lace up your sneakers real <laughs> tight remember <laughs> he knows and the g-man saw
1: so much basketball yeah and yeah. he
0: knows what side of his bread the butter's on and all that so he, you know lace them up tight tonight and uh absolutely that's what happened with a tough loss for the Kings. So,
1: okay, real quick, Whitey, you seventeen to ninety six. Give put it, you know, give me percentage wise. What do you, what are you thinking about the Kings heading to Minnesota tomorrow? Like, give me a percentage of where you think they they have the opportunity to get the the W, the victory.
0: Forty. That's okay, 64 on the on yeah. the back end. Okay, on the road. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm leaving room for the fact that many many times this year, mm-hmm. both ways, good and bad. The Kings have done things that as I'm watching them I just had no idea they were capable of doing. Good and bad, you know, that's the way sure. they've been all year. Sure. Uh, I that, mean That yeah. Clipper game, that was just a couple games ago. That Sunday, was incredible.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I think and, and you you know you make a great point and this is something we've talked about all week here on the drive guys is the roller coaster ride this team is, the up and down, the side to side, the left, right, you know, it's just so many different elements that this team, <laughs> excuse me, so many different ways, directions this team has played in this season and definitely as of late. But I just, you know, look, they've well lost two, right? Two in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, so, be yeah, a three game losing streak. Then I would say, post that is where I would begin to have some issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. In the in March they have a lot of home games as everyone knows. Yep. Starting with uh Monday against the Bulls, so they have a chance to to you know, pad the record a little bit at home down the stretch, which should come in uh very handy. On the chat here, Campio, we're talking about LeBron. I disagree I could not disagree with this more. Campio says, "LeBron's first point was against the Kings, his 40 40,000th" 40, Should also be against the Kings, exclamation. I don't want to see that. Do you? No. You want to see him do that against the Kings where they stop the game and everything? And, oh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron.
1: I'm good. No. Please don't. No. I'm fine with that. You know, the one thing that is so funny, man, is this city hinges upon the fact that LeBron played his first game here. Like, that's. Well, it's kind of cool. But, I mean, they. Does the city hinge on it? Yes. Every single time LeBron, I mean, it's like the Tyrese Halliburton thing, right? Over the last couple of years, I know you had to be tired of just hearing about Tyrese talk about being traded from Sacramento and all this other stuff. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of hearing about LeBron's first game being in Sacramento. Like, yeah, okay, cool, all right, yeah, whoop-de-do. What does it mean? Yeah, what? Twenty, twenty-one points. Move on. Mm-hmm. Means nothing.
0: Yeah. You want to hear the worst thing ever about that game, LeBron's first game? What you got? We had tickets. We had season tickets but I was doing the mornings. Mhm. I didn't go cuz I had to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a story I want to hear. That's what I want to hear about. <laughs> to get up really early. I mean, um. you know.
1: <laughs> Now, that is the problem right there. See, that's a conversation that's to have. That's yeah. really now, bad. Beyond the fact that, oh, he played his first game and, you know, he did this and did well and we knew he was going to be a star and all this good stuff. Okay. It's like we wear that as a as a badge of honor in Sacramento that LeBron yeah. played here first. Yeah. I'm, uh, that was the NBA's doing. Yeah. That wasn't our doing. My you wife and my two daughters, that.
0: so they got to see it. And, then you know, we still have the tickets and all that. But, yeah, sometimes I tell people that and they look at me like, You're not serious, right? You went to the game. It's like, no, I had to get up early.
1: (laughs) Let me let me say this, White. Let me ask you this, because you're this type of guy. Do you still have the stubs from that?
0: Oh yes. Okay, that a boy. Yeah, I figured you might stubs and the uh, the programs and the pins that they gave out. That look at you. Yeah.
1: See, I knew you wasn't. I knew you wasn't half stepping. You wasn't slipping too much.
0: I think we got the newspaper too. Some of those, depending on the condition of the tickets. Yes.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad I kept them. That a boy. I mean, do I see dollar signs in your eye from this? Di- okay, yeah. I'm just saying. Yes, you'll you'll release them if need be.
0: There, I know there's a lot of people in the area. I don't know how many, but mm-hmm. a handful who were, knew what they were doing and kept those tickets. Cause you see them on eBay, sure. and um, yeah, you get a pretty good. Pretty good piece for those. Now, do
1: you wait good until piece of pie for those. he retires, or do you wait to the Hall of Fame? Because those are the type of things you got to kind of fit right in the, yeah. you know, like the sweet spot. It's right? a good
0: question. For some reason, Chinya, she says, "Nope, uh, we're saving those till he retires." Okay, and she says it in such a way that you're married, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when the wife says something, you're like, "Okay, okay, yeah." And it's one yeah, of those things that means but, something like, today. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure that's the best tact, but I realize, all right, that is the law right now, and so. Going to abide by it. But you got
1: 40000 coming up now.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, when he, yeah, I know. That's right. I'm going to have to tell her. Yeah, you got to rethink 40, it. 40000 <laughs> And we got three of those tickets. Maybe one. We got
1: three. Yeah, because three is, yeah. Listen, you can still sell a pair as a pair compared to yeah. the third is the odd man out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, I don't mean to start, start nothing in the Gleason household.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> this is it's a good problem to have. Believe me, it's a good problem to have. Do you have any ideas quickly here? And maybe you don't, but we know that uh, Kyle talked about this yesterday. According to ESPN, the NBA has made it clear that the competition committee is reviewing whether the game is tilted too far towards offense and whether changes need to be implemented to achieve better balance. So the league is at least looking at the way offenses right now are going through the roof, scoring through the roof, and they're thinking of ways maybe they can swing the game back the other way. Does anything come to mind?
1: Um, as far as, like, play and play mean? Anything. Just,
0: any kind of rules or anything the league could do. A lot of people that played in the, you know, back when it was more physical are 90s, just you saying you got to – Hand gotta, check. Yeah. Yeah, hand that's checking. The the bring back the
1: mm-hmm. hand check. I was going to say maybe the hand check would probably be the one of them, too. The other thing for me is, is and, you know, this is kind of a, the way the game is played, the style it's played now is like the ticky-tack soft stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Um, I think that too. The other one for me is, and it's a fine line because there are a lot of players who say too much to the officials, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time, I've also started to hear too now where, you know, you kind of hear the talk of like, keep it clean, gentlemen, or don't say nothing. Like you can't speak to your, you know, opponent. Nah. uh -uh." Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the technicals kind of, uh. The technicals kind of, you know, make a make a men some or excuse me, make a, a, a di- more difficult for a defensive player sometime, and which you might be able to do, you know, because it makes you think about it sometimes. It's like, yeah, I, I might do this, or you know, I might make this play, but I don't want to get a tick and, and hurt something. So, but for me, I think it's the hand checking man. Like, let it be a little more physical. Mm-hmm. Let let's see, you know,
0: this is that's probably the top of everybody's list. Whether yeah, they'll do it or not, I don't know. But tinker with the rules that and. Roll back on uh, hand checking. A lot you know, more of that.
1: You know this is something, and this is a conversation that we can have, and it might not be now. Maybe it's in the offseason. You know what's a lost start, and this is something I like to throw out there, 916-339-1140, handles. Like, we don't talk about a lot of guys who got dope handles anymore.
0: I think because Who can dribble the
1: ball anymore.
0: Yeah, because now more and more teams are, you know, like the Warriors style and the King style. We don't want you to dribble it. Give yeah. it up. Give it up.
1: I, I, I understand that. Yeah, but I, I understand your there, side, too. There's still some people yeah. who we need you to break, you know, and we see it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So who are we to say we don't want it? Because De'Aaron is the type of guy, he breaks down the defense quite a bit here for Sacramento, right? And mm-hmm. so, I, and he does it off his quickness, his speed a lot of times. But I think handling, man, you know, dribbling a basketball is something of a lost start. You don't see it. And I'll even say this, Whitey. You have opportunity to be there a game day. Of course, I've had opportunities. You know, we've been around basketball enough professionally. You don't see that many teams anymore come in pregame and work on dribbling skills anymore. Like, it used to be even five, six years ago, you would see it, and, you know, I'd be down there and watching them, and guys are working on the left, and even some of the big men, but you don't see it as much anymore. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Yes, they come right out, and they're they're straight from the top of the key. Mm -hmm. Like, you ain't even shot a layup yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, this is your first drill? What do you think of this? Here's another possible solution. Some are suggesting that if you – I don't quite understand this – but I'm just passing along. Some are saying, hey, shorter season, uh, fewer games is going to mean that guys will have more energy to play better defense and the product overall will be improved. Offense and defense will be improved and that will swing the game back into greater balance. I understand all the talk about why people want to Have the season shorter, there's no freaking way anybody's gonna agree to have fewer dates, which is gonna mean less money. No way. Players won't agree to it, the owners won't agree to it. So I don't think we should waste anybody's time by even talking about
1: it. Yeah, that that idea went out the window years ago. And I thought the pandemic year was the perfect way to kind of, you know, showcase that and, and and you know, implement that. But now you have the IST. You got the in season tournament. And uh, the commissioner Adam Silver is hell bent on making sure this stays around at least for the, the foreseeable future. And you know, I think the one thing about it is, we talk about it. When we talk about dollar signs when it when you are talking about bonuses and extra money for players like the in season tournament and more awards and all that. And now you have to play sixty five games to even be considered in the talk. No, that's not going away. That's mm-hmm. definitely not going
0: away. By the way, you mentioned the commissioner he reminded me. I heard today, Rashid Wallace has been saying, "Oh yeah, the reason the NBA curbed hand checking is because his Pistons were so physical." And he says Commissioner Stern couldn't stand that we beat the Lakers in '04. And he says, you know, he feels some of his teammates feel the NBA made sure we didn't beat the Spurs in 2005. They didn't like the way we played, and they changed the rules because of us because the commissioner <laughs> didn't mm. like. Us. That's
1: part of it, though. Listen, I who am I to sit up here and say that that may not have yeah, played a part know. in it? I one thing, I'm, I'm a I'm not a conspiracy theorist believer, but I do think you know, unlike some of a, a lot of NBA fans and NFL fans, man, things are tinkered with. You can't believe. That we're human beings. We're that not perfect. That makes you a
0: Kings fan. That's all that makes you. Yeah, well, there you go. Someone and who believes that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we
1: all know what happened then.
0: Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yes, we do. Do the Kings really deserve a mid-season grade lower than 12 of the 14 other West teams? We'll look at that when we come right back. Drive, guys. Sack down, sport.